I used to think, oh, if you don't close your eyes in prayer, God can blind you. He followed some Christian influencers in the past who have like left the faith, and just seeing them leave the faith is so mind-boggling to me because people see me in certain light, they'll be like, girl, is this not what you were saying? Please, mm-hmm. only Jesus can have expectations on me. All of you drop sure. your expectations. Hello everyone, my name is Moya. Hi, my name is Tosa and I'm the host of Peas in a Podcast. Where we have everyday conversations about navigating adulthood, prioritizing community, and wellness. You ready? Ready! Welcome back to another episode of Peas in a Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I hope you guys are excited to be here. We are. Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> We both look tired. We are both tired, but um, we'll get into it. As you've seen on the title, we're talking about something a little bit more serious today. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll say serious, but I know it's a topic that's important to a lot of people. Um, We're talking about our journeys with faith or faith journeys. Um, The goal of this episode is kind of to scratch the surface um, on talking about faith. We don't want to go too in-depth. If this is a topic that people are interested in, maybe we'll go deeper into the conversation in future episodes. But today, we just want to talk about how we were introduced to faith, what that journey looked like, and where we are right now. Cute. So before we get into all of that, please tell me how your week has been since last recorded that was literally like last week no? yeah this is um, cute because a lot of our ep- episodes like when we record they're so far apart mm-hmm. um and like what we're talking about is like you guys are hearing it like a month after mm-hmm. but like this is pretty recent this is real time yeah because this episode is gonna come out next week next week cute no, in two weeks next yeah. yeah in two weeks in two weeks sorry. two weeks yeah um but my week has been good um can i ask you a question yeah sure how old are you Girl, how old are you? 25. 25. <laughs> Your girl turned 25 on October 31st. Um, wow. Well, I can now confidently say, Muyo, your household, apologies. every time we record at your I house, said apologies, babes. It's just so chaotic with the sound. We need like a soundproof room, but we don't have the energy today, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, your girl's 25. I can now confidently say when people are talking about things to me, I'm like, oh, girls that are close to 30s, we don't do that. Girls that are close to their 30s, we sad. don't do that. You're not even I'm close. an older lady. 25. I turned 25. Um, did I do anything for my birthday? Um, I planned on not doing anything. I was just going to sleep the entire but day. But God thought otherwise. Moya thought otherwise. I don't know if it's God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was planning on sleeping for the entire day. I took the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also was having cramps. It was just a... It was a day of zen. Mm-hmm. And then my sister... Mm-hmm. Let me call her out because she lied to me the entire day. No, no, no. She just omitted. She lied to me the entire day. And at like 6 p.m., I was like, oh, maybe I should shower. Maybe And she's like, yeah, shower. If you, f- if you look good, you feel good. And I was like, what? <laughs> Am I smelling? Like, why is she forcing me to shower? <laughs> um, and then I ended up showering. And by the time I got out of the shower, I put on, like, sweatpants. And I just heard, happy birthday to you. Cute. Not Moya and the entire crew coming in with whole Cute. cake. Moya cooked. Cute. May I tell them how you planned this? You know, mastermind behind all. I'm oh, good. But I think it was just really nice. Like, I'd messaged um, Odemi. Like, I think a week before. Mm. And I was like, can you please gauge if this babe actually wants to say any human being? 
on her birthday. My birthday is a very touchy. How, exactly. Your birthday is touchy, right, for you. So I'm like, I don't know. We can actually get that. And she'd be like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> but, then I was, uh, but then she was like, yo, I don't think she would mind. But she kind of sussed out the vibe. I was like, okay, suss out and let me know. And so we sussed out the vibe. And I was still trying to suss it out the day before with you. Or the two days before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, you know what? It should be fine. And so I took the day off. Well, I didn't take the day off. I didn't go into the office that day. Mm. So I could cook. And then it went so to Park sweet. City. I really, really loved it. It was really cute. I'm Black really grateful. gave for the 25. Yeah. They had, we were going to go with gold, but they didn't have a five in gold. Oh, they told me, and, and then you wanted, wanted to do, to do rose, rose gold. gold. I know, because that's the only thing. I hate rose gold so much. Are you pink or are you gold? Like, pick a, pick a side. That is why it's rose gold. <laughs> but then Odemi was texting me saying, I just have something, it's rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, black it is. But yeah. Yeah, so it was really fun to celebrate Chosan for my week. And it was mostly like the bulk of my week to be very honest mm-hmm. next week is really busy for me so i'm just trying to like ease into it and yeah. i can't believe we're in november it's ridiculous i cannot I believe literally can november. remember us saying happy new year no i can't, I can't no, no i can't remember okay, that one is a little it is still very vivid in my, it was, in my it head it was at church yeah and that was like, like <laughs> don't worry no no let's not recall yeah. the bad things no no but like i do remember now now that you say it i i feel like i remember each month and how it looked for me yeah like the, most of the time when i get to the end of the year i'm like oh my god like i don't really like i've lost memory of a lot mm-hmm. of stuff but like this year just feels really very vivid yeah same that's yeah. that's the word that's the word of the year vivid, vivid. <laughs> hmm. cute very vivid. but yeah um and then with me i had a silk press I'm never doing it again. I'm never... So Yo, maybe that. I should take a video of what Moya's hair looks no. like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Someone said that it looked like Dr. Bailey from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Do you know how bad... <laughs> Do you know no, how terrible... No, her silk to silk. Her silk is to silk. Terrible. But you know what? I saw Moya the first time she got the silk press. And she was like... <laughs> And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not the wow. I was like, I was like, oh my god. Ah, you didn't even put, like you didn't part it, you didn't. <laughs> Terry was like, oh, it's giving African American. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, oh never doing this soup press ever again. But yeah. yeah. But aside from that, what else did I do? Like outside of my birthday, I think work the last 48 hours has just been. I don't I can't even I really can't. I just gave Moya the rundown like literally 20 minutes ago. I cannot re-say what's happened to me in the last 24 hours. I'm exhausted. I um, I have a headache. I was out till 3 a.m. last night. Uh-uh. 25. Girl, this is not the attitude. My knees can't Gosh. handle it. I came, <laughs> yo, I'm getting old. I came back and I was like, wow, I need to ice my knees. Yeah. Oh my God. Just that is just exaggerated. You're I, literally Right now, what am so I doing? My young. knees, my one of my... <laughs> My left knee is propped up on a pillow because I overdid myself yesterday. Mm-mm. But anyway, um, that's my week. Um, I'm hoping my next week will be a little slower, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, we have a comment of the week. Yes, yes, yes. So let's do comment of the week. Um, this week, it's a comment like I really, 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 really... Like, I love all the comments. It was so cute. And I'm not like putting rank to any comment. And now, but like, this comment was so good and like it was just 
I don't know, it touched my soul. I read the comment when I was at work and I was like, oh my God, this is so sweet. Mm-hmm. This comment is by Behind the Silk Pod. Um, great podcast. Yes. You should go check, take a look and listen to. Um, but they said, um, this is such, this was a response to our post on rejection. Mm-hmm. We were talking about feelings. what feelings do we experience during rejection. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is such a valid perspective. I think a lot of times we equate rejection to failure, which surfaces negative emotions. Because in the moment, it's difficult to acknowledge that what's meant for us is already ours and no one can take that from us. And that's a period and amen. Usually when you are in the middle of rejection, mm-hmm. you feel like, oh my God, you've lost it. But like you you don't sit and think, you know, well, like that wasn't for me because like what's for me is for me and like mm-hmm. no one can take that from me. Redirection. Um, yeah, redirection. Um, so that was such a great comment. Um, please check out Behind the Silk Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, as always. Um, all right. Moving into the episode. Oh, gosh. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's give a disclaimer. Moya mm-hmm. has a, 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 a way of feeling about this episode. I do. I do. And I, I'm telling her, like, it's going to be okay. I think it will be. Yeah. But, like, but, just disclaimer. I'm not, like the biggest fan of not fan but i just think this this subject is a little sensitive to me yeah I'm understandable. Where I'm at right now that's all and i think it is sensitive to a lot of other people and which mm-hmm. is why i want to have the conversation is mm. almost taking that screen away and like allowing people to have sensitive conversations and Cute. finding comfort in those conversations still Cute, um but let's <laughs> run into it first let's talk about I think we can start with just talking about how we're introduced to faith in the first place. So, Moya, where would you say, um, where and when would you say you were first introduced to faith and what was your understanding of it at that time? Okay, so for me, I think I first got introduced to faith in my childhood. I think everything is always in childhood for some reason. Mm. Not for some reason, but like it makes, it makes sense. sense. That's the first time we've ever experienced life. It yeah. makes sense that faith was the... Like, I experienced faith from childhood um, for the first time. Or, like, other people, too, lack thereof, but also childhood. Anyway, um, but, yeah, in my childhood, my parents were always, like, very religious. They are Mm. both Christians. Um, They're both, like, Pentecostal Christian Yoruba parents. Mm. Um, they're, They're very conservative. I think I've said that in a couple of episodes before. And I'd always just remember, like, pastors praying over us for certain things. So let's say if we got... I remember our first car that we got, that my parents got. I think I was, like, maybe three or so. I don't know. But whenever I look at, like, photo albums, I would see pastors praying over cars, praying over us when they first gave birth to us, like my sister and I. I have pictures of, like, us at the church or, like, us with... Just always prayers, always pastors. Whenever we go on a trip, let's say we're going for like a summer holiday, let's say in the UK, my parents will, before we um, take off the plane, they would call a pastor, like three different pastors to pray over us. And I'm like, okay, why is this a thing? Um, And yeah, if we're traveling, if we're going to like a trip to like, let's say Ibadan on the neck, like another state, they would pray. So I think prayer was always a thing of that I grew up with. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't like... Like, I'll say my parents pray in the morning, but they only pray with themselves. So whenever I would go to, like, my cousin's house or just for, like, 
anything that was not in my household, I would say like the family pray, like as a family versus just the parents. So I always thought, oh, was we like, used to have money devotion in my own house. Yeah, no, we never had that. Like only my parents had that for themselves mm. in their rooms. So I always got confused. And sometimes I would like sneak in to try and be like, oh, yeah, I'm cute. I'm a cute child. Let me join them as they pray. But it was really like they didn't put that burden on us to pray with them. Which is interesting, but like if a pastor would come around, they would want us to like come down, greet them, be part of the prayer session, da 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 da. But yeah, so I was always confused. We would go to church like New Year's, Christmas, every Sunday. But then my dad was interesting is that my dad's dad is a Muslim or was oh. a Muslim because he's late now. Um and so I guess like I had like I have a couple of I have a good amount of like my family members um who are Muslims, yeah, and so, like I, I would say, I, I understand the faith, not in, in its entirety, um, and I don't think I fully understand Christianity as well, but like I do have, like a good mix of it yeah. in my family, um, as a unit, like the extended family, um, so I also understand, like from high from high school and from primary school, they were both Christ, um, they were both Christian schools that I went to, so that was another. P- place where i got like exposed to faith mm. as well like they would have this assembly i don't know if i think everyone, everyone had assembly. Had assembly yeah like so the principal the vice principal like teachers they would always like preach and talk about they would even like challenge students to start preaching as well to like mm. the larger group of people so it was just always interesting because they would it would be just so routine to me mm. and i hated it so much like i didn't like the fact that like, my understanding of it was like, oh, I guess this is a way of life that everyone lives by. Mm. But when I would watch TV, I wouldn't really see that because I'm watching Disney and no one is, like, praying on yeah. Disney or, like, having faith or talking about Jesus or God. If anything, it's, like, a hush-hush topic. But, like, they always have, like, a Christmas special episode. No, but there was also sense. the subtle, like, oh, um, Jonas Brothers, but they're purely ring because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do purely ring because... But then when I think about it now, it's like, oh, I guess... Pretty culture versus Jesus is also very different. Um, so I didn't really understand. I think my understanding at the time was just like, I guess this is something the majority of Nigerians do. Like it's either you are um, for Jesus or you are for Allah. Like it seemed very like one, uh, and it also There's seemed like you were option. Catholic as well. And then sometimes you could be traditional. The third option. You could be for the Shango and the Ifa. And then the fourth option. What would be the fourth? You are for the devil. Oh. God. <laughs> You can't. I actually cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Because I was like, okay, let me bring the different options. But no. Wow. Nigerians, if you ask Nigerians the option, ask like a so traditional, sad. like older Nigerian. Let's say you are for God. Oh, you are for Luce. Mm-hmm. Lucy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, but that's how religious Nigeria is. Like, yeah. it's very, very, it's a yeah. very religious um, and just or, and spiritual. Very country. spiritual and very, like, <laughs> fear-based of, like, if something bad is happening to you, they don't look at, like, oh, it's a system that is messed up. They just be like, oh, it's because you're not praying. Your family people are pursuing you. <laughs> like, it's, or pursuing whatever you said it right, um, right the first time. <laughs> so yeah my understanding of it was just very like confused mm-hmm. and like i think um it just seemed very reciprocal 
almost like oh if they pray this much then they will earn this much transactional transactional there we go and it was also very scary because it's like if you don't do this then you do like something bad will happen to you like if you mm. open your eyes during prayer Hey, spirits can be flying and can enter you and can possess you. Oh, no. Mine my, my <laughs> is like, oh, if you're not... I used to think, oh, if you don't close your eyes in prayer, God can blind you. you I saw we close my eyes so tight. No, I cannot see. I must not see. But yeah, routine, um, regimented, confusing. Mm. I, like, yeah, I, I didn't... I didn't like it. Like in retrospect now, I'm just like In the moment, did you feel like I didn't like it or are you saying you didn't like it with the idea of where you're at now? Mm, that's a good question. I think in the moment I was honestly like, Oh, it is what it is. Like mm. I didn't care for it. I was just like, Oh, this is the life that I've been brought into. And because I also I think like do. so I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would just I was indifferent. I was just mm. like, oh, I guess this is what it is. Mm. Same thing with like my culture being a Yoruba girl. I was like, why do we have to name like boys? I think after seven days. Oh, like why is there such thing as naming ceremonies? And why like for marriages, why do you have to like give off the bride? And like, mm. why is there like a yam and all these things? So I'm like, oh, I guess it is what it is. But mm. then you don't realize the picture. Yeah. But yeah. How about you? Um, I think it's the same for me. I was definitely introduced in childhood. I grew up in... It's actually... It's interesting because I tell people like, oh, I grew up in a Christian household. But I honestly, when I think about it, I cannot pinpoint the moment specifically mm-hmm. where we became a Christian household because I also have vague memories of us just being, for lack of a better word, churchgoers. Mm-hmm. Like I knew maybe when I was a little younger, so maybe under seven like mm-hmm. i knew we went to church routinely well i had a specific parent take us to church mm-hmm. um routinely um and then but it wasn't like oh we kind of prayed at home or anything blah 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 i find i feel like my parents found their faith later in life like the faith that i know them to have now mm-hmm. a little later in life but i just know that we went to church as a routine like mm-hmm. it was just like, I didn't even ask any question. Yeah. Like, it was just what we did. We woke up, we got dressed, yeah. and went to church. And we also forget, um, sometimes we forget to mention that, um, although we're, we're going to go into it a little bit, although church is, like, a very spiritual thing for a lot of people and it's also a religious thing um, for a lot of people, it's also a very social event. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> so, so I feel like, I just remember, like, when we get dressed, you have to put your best Sunday outfit. Mm-hmm. The day before. Oh, my God, when we were younger, my mom put us in the big gown. Now we have socks. Ah! Oh, my God. You have to put the hats. Yeah. Oh and so gosh. I have, like, memories of, like, going to, like, children's class and mm-hmm. children's Sunday school. I used to hate children. I remember. That one is not where I am right now. I hated it as a kid. <laughs> yeah, no. And, like, and you have to do special number and you present with the kids and stuff <laughs> like that. So I've always yeah. remembered going to church. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily being like religious and like very spiritual family. I've always um, gone to church. And I think there was one point where it kind of changed. Mm. Because, um, and I'm not going to go into um, it too deeply because it's my parents' faith and I'm, I'm in no place to share exactly what they were going to in it. And just not even know, if, not that I'm in no place to share, but I also cannot even really give you the detail mm-hmm. of what was going on in their life and why they made the decisions that they made. But there was a point where my parents decided to take their faith like very seriously mm-hmm. and not just like a parent, but both parents decided to take your faith very mm-hmm. seriously. And then that's when we started 
praying at home and we used to go for all the services the monday the monday delivery the (laughs) thursday digging dip the friday prayer night it was just like and so at that time same with you it honestly felt like routine Mm. it felt like routine um it felt Mm -hmm. like i was just doing it all the time it felt like my parents had decided like a schedule for us and like who was i to and which is why i was asking the question was that how you felt in the moment Mm. because i don't think during that time i don't think i was i was able to critically think for myself yeah and say oh why are we doing this i was just like yeah it is what it is yeah (laughs) um and so i think that's how i was introduced to the faith and same with you i didn't my understanding of the faith I don't even know if there was any understanding. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is what we do. I know we believe in God. I know we yeah. believe in Jesus. And I know that... that... wasn't so sure. Sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Uh, yeah. I know we believe in God. Like, I think my... Uh, for me, I think they made a... Kind of, it's not only like, oh, we believe in God, but we also believe in Jesus. Because, like, I also have people that... Um, my parents knew that were Catholic mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they made it clear to me, like, oh... We all believe in God, but like mm. everybody believes in God differently. And we believe in God yeah. through Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I was aware of that. And I knew if I don't get my heart together, mm-hmm. I will end up with Lucy. Eh? I will end up in hell. And so I was always scared too, because I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. if I don't go for this prayer night, if I don't keep my eyes open and everything, I don't want to end up in hell. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that was my understanding of faith at that time. It was nothing... Like, it didn't require any critical thinking at all. It was literally just baseline. I didn't think for myself. My parents have decided this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want to end up with a bad life. And this is what's going to give me a good life. Then, sure. Yeah. That's how I feel at that moment. That's interesting. But, like, what would you say then influenced your faith? Um, or what helped you with, like, critical thinking? Like, would you say, like, social media? Would you say adulting? Would you say even society being able to come to Canada and, like, see people of different faiths because for me i didn't i had zero clue <laughs> other I, than like crky what was crky christian oh, religious, religious, religious studies of knowledge crs yeah yeah they did k on s in my oh, school oh i used to the crs <laughs> and like what like with then having like different um just understanding of faith mm-hmm. as you became more into it like did you have any specific type of stages or season or yeah so I think, hmm, what influenced my faith? I also think my family, because I know you said, so what changed in me to start critically thinking and mm-hmm. like what influenced that? Yeah. Um, I also think my family is a big one. I grew older. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like I also gained the ability to critically think yeah. as, a, as a person. Um, but I also think my family went through like a big transition in faith too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with me being older and watching them also grow in their faith, I was able to ask more questions. Um, we also, with my family's change in faith, we also gained a lot of people, like spiritual leaders that became close to my family. And they always used to, um, there's this one specific pastor, he's always used to say, this is your daughter, Tosan. Mm-hmm. She has too many questions. Oh. Not too many, but so many questions. Mm-hmm. And like, one thing I appreciated is that he never... Sh- like shied away from any of my questions. Yeah. He was sitting there and like actually try and give me an answer. Okay. But I was just like, hmm, why do we do this this way? Mm-hmm. Why do we say that? Why do we do that? So and you have been probing <laughs> from birth. Because I'm like, okay, now I'm not just going to be, I mean, at the age where I'm just not going to take, 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 mm. take and not question why. Mm-hmm. Um, but my family is definitely a big influence on how, mm. 
How old were you like when you started asking the questions? I was probably in SS1, so okay. 13, yeah. 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around that time. So I started to be like, oh, okay. Like 12. Yeah, t- no. Because didn't you finish at like 15? No, I finished at 16. Oh, my bad, sorry. No, actually, I finished at 15. I entered, I moved to Canada when I was 15, turning 16. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, me knowing you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think my family was one of my biggest influence. Um, I was reading this um, article, actually, saying on, what's it called? It was something about, like, a study that focused on religious observance among parents with their children mm-hmm. um, and how, like, parents, like, affected their children's religious journey. Oh. Um, and in the study, many of, like, the participants stated that the parents have significant parts in playing and shaping the, fa- um, the faith identity of their children and engaging them in religious activities. Most of the parents saw um, religion as a way of life, mm-hmm. and that transmitted between generations. Um and a lot of the parents considered passing on the faith as a parental responsibility. Hmm. Like, and I, didn't, I never thought about it like yeah. that because, like, I always thought, like, um, well, which makes sense if you have a faith and you, and because of how religious um, some of these faiths can be, mm-hmm. if you really believe in it and, like, you believe, like, oh, if I don't do this, like, I'm losing my path in life, mm-hmm. of course you feel like it is not now your responsibility to make sure that your children don't lose their own path. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was just something that happened, like, because faith is happening in this household, my children would just pick it up, not in the sense of it is my parental responsibility to make sure that they stick to this faith. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents felt like that. So I'm like, wow. hmm, maybe my parents also felt like that mm-hmm. because I saw them being, um, once they started to become active, more active, mm-hmm. they wanted us to become more active. Mm-hmm. Um, I started being part of, like, Small groups and drama. My parents started doing house fellowship in our house. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we used to do house fellowship. And then my parents started morning devotion. That's not something that we always had since mm-hmm. I was, like, younger. Something that started sometime halfway through my mm-hmm. life. Um, and then it went from just morning devotion to, like, my dad actually giving us a topic. And each person had to be the, the preacher. Mm. And like, so we used to do, um, I don't know if you're Nigerian, you know, Open Heavens from yeah, Redeem. Redeem. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, okay, so you are the one that's reading today. You read all the Bible verses wow. and everything. And like they became really active and they were like, oh no, like we're going to give you roles too. Reading used to scare me. To yeah, because also I'm dyslexic. <laughs> so, <laughs> I forgot. I'm dyslexic. So I mix up mm-hmm. my words and I was like, and now, you know when your tongue is almost coming? Mm-hmm. I would have already read it like, yes. I read it twice. Um, I had to, I'm like, and you know, like some parts of the Bible, some names just, oh, uh, I'm like, what do you want me to start? Especially if you're reading um, genealogy. Oh, that's the end. I, I don't know. I don't know I'm either. I just skip everything, <laughs> but I can't skip it. Watch I'm just going to the family of Jesus. Can't I just say all of that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think my parents became more active and so it made me more active Mm -hmm. and because i was also getting older it made me critical critically think more about what i was doing but at the same time although i was critically thinking how much critical critical thinking can you do as a 15 year old there's only so much like i i look back and when when i was baptized yeah and in that moment i felt like oh my god this is what i was i want to do um and i know what i'm doing and i chose to get baptized um and i think i got baptized when i was like 14 mm. and now i think back i was like, i think i knew what was going on there like i feel like i was i feel like i didn't really know what was happening and i was yeah. just like 
this is what I'm supposed to do. I've reached the part when I transition, <laughs> I transform, mm-hmm. I put it forward mm-hmm. to will. a different, I step in mm-hmm. <laughs> to a different, to a different side of my faith. So I think at that time too, even though I say I was critically thinking, I was critically thinking um, to the capacity of a 15, 14 year old. Mm. Um, another thing that definitely greatly influenced my faith was community, especially in Canada. Yeah. Um, because when I moved here, I joined the church community and religion was just, or the Christian faith was just so much more different. Yeah. Um, my experience was so much different in Canada because I feel like it was more focused on community, community and relationship with God rather than obligation and fear. Yeah. Um, and so I had a different experience and that also influenced how I felt. Um, yeah. but how would you say, well, first, what would you say influence before I talk about like my stages, what would you say influence your faith? I definitely agree. I would say like family influenced how I related with faith or did just impact on my faith a lot. I think, as I mentioned, it seemed very routine based mm. in my household, um, and like, I didn't know Jesus for myself. I didn't know God for myself. I remember when you were even like, oh, we believe in God, but through Jesus, I was like, I wasn't sure. Like I wasn't, I knew that there was a big story about Jesus in the Bible. Yes. But after that, I didn't really know why it mattered. Mm. Like I didn't understand the gospel. Mm. I didn't understand why there's any saving through the gospel mm. or like anything at all. Um, so as a kid, I just, I think if I wasn't born in a Christian household, knowing the person that I am today, I don't think I would have like thought into looking at it. Mm. Like, I think knowing who I am, I'd like to like not really explore Mm. a lot of things. And I would have probably looked at Christian or just religious people as like cultists. I can't even lie. Mm. Let me know if that may not lie. Mm. Or just anyone that like follows a certain, whether it's like astrology, whether it's, I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like, this mm. is interesting, but it's weird. Um, maybe not weird, but just, it's just different. And I don't know if I want to be a part of it. Um, and then my parents would always like encourage us to go to church, but I just, I think it affected how routine I then became in my faith mm. because, because, sorry, because I saw how, routine they were in their faith Mm. and how scared they were in their faith Mm. it made me be like that Mm. if that makes sense i'm going more in depth when we talk about stages um but yeah and then social media as well affected how i really i don't remember i don't know how much interaction i have with social media when it comes to faith when i moved to canada i had access to more internet Mm. i would say because in night you are paying hefty dollars. So that's how I finish. Did you get? So where am I? Where am I? You better go and <laughs> grab the the green Bible that you have and go and be reading it if you want to know more about faith. But like for me, I had more access to internet, which mm. means I had more questions as well as I grew older, and I had more like ability to like search for those answers mm. on the internet. So social media, I remember YouTube being a lot of like my questions. Um, and I would question, like, how do I hear from God? What does it mean to give your life to Christ? What does it mean to do, 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 do this? How do you, like, have devotionals in the morning? Like, just always questioning so many things. Because, like you mentioned, it seemed so, like, community-driven in mm. Canada and, mm. like, relationship with God versus, like, you go to church this day. It, it still seemed a little routine. Don't get me wrong. Like, very routine. 
based as well. But I would also like when I like became Christian for myself, not out of um, obligation to my parents, I would be on social media and I would see people who were also Christians and like my age or a bit Mm. older or even younger. And they would be posting a lot of like what they thought about the Bible, what they thought about in terms of like a certain sermon of the day, Mm. whatever, whatever, whatever. And like they'll share their testimony. They'll share how they are reading the Bible, all the kind of things. And like the aesthetics that I looked on YouTube, because most of the content that I got on, not unfortunately, but most of the time there were white women um, who were like, I don't know, the South South. Mm. They're like Texas, you know, oh, that kind of vibe. Oh, those kind yeah, of vibes. This, Yeah. So basically, I would watch all of that, follow them. I would be influenced by them, by their aesthetics, by how like the kind of socks they'll be wearing in the winter. Like they were the, what, what do they call that shoe? Um, no, it's not Doc Martens. Blonde Stones mm. kind, kind of girlies. Oh, the, really the... yeah. If you know, you know. I, I know the genre of There's, people you're talking about. Yeah, so I would follow them and just... That's interesting. I would feel so out of place because I was black and I was Nigerian. And I was just like, what the heck? This is not the faith. That it doesn't really understand. Like, it doesn't make sense because this is not faith that I understand, that I know. Um, so it just affects... Like, the worship music I listened to, I stopped listening to, like, the Nigerian Christian gospel music to, like... The soft Bethel, the soft hill song, oh, that yeah. kind of vibe. I was really like I stopped listening to like black, like Kirk Franklin type music because most of the content they would they would say like, oh, that is evil Christian music. And I was just yeah. Really? Yes. A lot of yeah. Well, it was well, really well. it was really a time. But um and then community definitely impact like largely impacted my faith, whether it was community hurt or community love, whatever that looked like. I think um I had people like the way it impacted my life, I had people that I could cry to, I had people that I could trust that they would pray mm-hmm. for me whenever I needed prayer or needed help or hope, whatever mm-hmm. that looked like. I had people who were also going through life that I could like um, just go through life with, share my wins with them, share my losses, things like that. Um, and that also like being, most of them were also immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, so community really helped. And when I was like in high school, for example, the community that I had in like boarding school, like most people were not really on their faith like that. And the people that were as well, they would also impact me. So it was almost like if people were more, if it was, if I were to be in a community with people more inclined to be closer to God, I would feel obligated to be closer to God. So from a very young age, from like boarding school, I like I started secondary at like nine years old. So since that age, I've been like, oh, follow the crowd. Just at mm. least, you know, that if all of these people are doing the right thing and they're going to um, heaven, you do it with them. If they're going to hell, you do it. Like I was, I was just a sheep. Mm. Follow wherever it's leading me. And then adults and just life situations got to me. And that impacted my faith as well. But what would you say are some of like the stages or seasons that you've had in Before your faith? Before we jump back into me, I Don't have jump. some questions. Eee, I'm shy. Uh, no, not, nothing to do, nothing to risk, eh? All right. But like, I wonder how many people, and like, obviously as human beings, mm-hmm. we're very impressionable. Um, and like, wait, why are you breathing? Sorry. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> <She> said, <laughs> breathe 
right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Um, like, I feel like a human beings are very personable. Like, if Muya starts listening to Asha Kemito, I want to listen yeah. because I want to feel mm-hmm. part of the thing. So I'm, I'm, sometimes I just think it's so interesting how, like, and it's something that I struggle to with my faith because then I always used to be like, well, do I really have my own faith? If every time something mm-hmm. changes me, so I'm changing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I should... Mm-hmm. move and so when you mentioned like feeling like you're moving with the crowd and mm-hmm. the temperature of the crowd I'm like I wonder how a lot of people if a lot of people feel like that mm. in in their faith but to answer your question they asked me about my stages um I've had various stages mm. <laughs> uh, in faith and if I was to break them down it would be v- and I'm gonna say this before I say all the stages it's really really oversimplifying like the complexity of my relationship with God and like the complexity of my faith journey. But if I was to break them down, I think I would break it down into like four stages. And I think I'm currently in the fourth stage. Mm. Um, But I just tell us more. Um, I think it definitely started like we've said in the start of this episode, started with the fear and obligation season. Okay. Which was most of my childhood. Yeah. um, Where I was just, all the time terrified that if I don't do like this, God will punish me. Lucy. Or if I don't pray, no, good things will not happen to me. Yeah. Um, if I don't pray, bad things, not just only good things will not happen to or me, but things. in return, bad things will yeah. happen. Um, or I was just scared. I'm not going to lie. And like, I'm not trying to make this a joke. Have you ever heard about hell? It's terrifying. Revelation. It's very, very, very terrifying. In fact, not just revelations, but like part of the gospel where Jesus talks about like gnashing of teeth. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> like begging for the drop of water. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell sounds terrifying. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be there. And so eternity? If I take for the rest of my life. That's scary. And so if I could do anything to prevent that, like that's all I was just thinking about yeah. doing that season. If I could do anything to prevent going to hell. Thank you. That's yeah. what I will do. And I think that that was a very, very, like, stunted season because I was not understanding any of the things that we're doing, uh, that we were doing in church. I was just like, if this is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if somebody told you that if you could do this, 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 for the rest of your life and you would never go to jail. And you hear that jail is terrible. Mm. What do I have to lose? I don't want to go to jail. So yeah. let me just be like this. I just think that that's what I was. Um, in that season, and I feel like that was majority of my childhood until I moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. And I also want to clarify that I'm saying this in retrospect because in the moment, in the moment, it didn't feel <laughs> like fear. Like yeah. I knew I was scared, but I wouldn't have classified this as like, oh my god, fear and obligation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the moment, I just felt like as a child, you were, and I don't want to make it seem like it's because it's a church thing, a religious thing. As a child, most children hate routine. Like, I hated going to school. I hated, like, anything that was routine, like, I hated it. And so that, that included, really? like, church. Yeah. I hated, like, no, I didn't hate going to school. But, like, mm-hmm. the fact that we we'll have to wake up in the morning to oh. go to school. Like, just the routine of yeah. life. For kids, it's just irritating. And, like, you want to have fun. You want to just chill and laugh and be a cool kid. Like, I hated waking up in the morning to go to school. I, have, I hated that, oh, when I go home, I have to do assignments. I hated that I would have a lesson to go to after school. Like, routine was just very irritating. I didn't um, hate routine. Really? In, like, school aspect. I don't know why. I just hated anything that I did not decide to do by myself and somebody said that I have to do it. Interesting. Like, it's, yeah. I don't I, want to go off topic, but yeah. for me, it's so ironic because I 
in retrospect, I didn't like faith because it was so routine based. But mm. me as an individual, I am very. So you, that's very routine. interesting because you're very very routine. I am. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's most of my childhood, and then I transitioned. I moved to Canada. I think I moved into like my passionate and excited season. Cute. Um, because I had found like. Oh, like faith looks different, mm-hmm. and like they pray differently. They pray differently. <laughs> they they conversate. Mm-hmm. If you didn't grow up in a Nigerian household, and like you didn't grow up in the Nigeria, like you would not understand yeah. the stark difference mm-hmm. in how people practice faith. And like to the core of it, everything is still the same. Yeah, it's still just as routine. Mm-hmm. The energy is just a little different. different. Like the vibes are just, like. I remember prayer in Nigeria just be fire, mm-hmm. fire, fire, help, but cast them. them and die. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, why are we casting anybody? And I, but then when you hear the story, yeah, like, and oh. I think there's a time and place. Yeah. And I also think the religion in, um, the religion and the Christian faith in Nigeria matches the experiences that people have. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. Um, I do believe in terrible spiritual things because I've seen yeah. terrible spiritual things 100. happen to people. Exactly. Um, and so I also understand why faith is that way in the country because life is hard. People are wicked. Yeah. I don't know if you remember in my first, in the first episode, it was one of the clips that I said, like I said, people are very, very, very wicked. Yeah. And so I understand why it was like there, but it was just so scary. Mm-hmm. And then so moving here and seeing people actually like the relationship with God felt like a two-way street. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, I could talk to you and you could talk to me. Yeah. And we can conversate. We can kiki. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh my God, this is so different. Like, and then, it didn't just feel, it didn't feel heavy. Yeah. Um, and I think it that is also a privilege and luxury itself to be yeah. in a space that allows you to um, relate to your faith, whether Christian mm-hmm. faith, in a less... Um, Hostile environment. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's a privilege. It's a huge. Privilege. It's a huge privilege because the experiences of the people in Canada are just so different. Yeah. The life experiences of people back home in Nigeria, so they have the privilege to also experience their faith differently. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, yeah, and I think like with faith, I just think there's no perfect, um, not just perfect, but like even in Canada, even if it seems relaxed and like more comfortable i don't think it's even right I like, yeah and it's not it's not like to it's say very, that it's the right way yeah of it. exactly yes. not to say exactly that's yeah. what i wanted to point out it's not it's not to say it's the right way but it just felt more relaxed and i felt like oh like i started serving in church and then i started volunteering i was in the choir well you're a singer yeah i was a singer in those days you guys i really have vocal pipes black so don't joke with black me girl with a black girl <laughs> hair um then i moved um then I moved to a new church, which I became like more active, mm-hmm. and I started going to Bible study. I started making like Christian friends, and it just felt like I felt very passionate and excited about it because like faith was important to me, and it felt like I was finding faith for myself. Mm-hmm. And then twenty nineteen happened. Have you seen that situation? Like, ask a girl what happened in twenty nineteen. I don't know what it was <laughs> in that year. That year. When I catch you, Ricky. <laughs> that year, every time I think about it, I was like, what was in the same, air? Same. 2019, and it just threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. I literally was, you know, every time I say, neck above water. <laughs> That's what 2019 was. I think 2019, 19, I was 
just coming off of like, oh, I'm finding faith for myself. I was going to church not because like my parents were here to tell me mm-hmm. to go to church, but because I wanted to. I had friends in the church. I had people I was continuing to be family in the church. Mm-hmm. And then 2019 happened. I started having like major anxiety in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of my struggle of anxiety and I also have social anxiety, church became a trigger. Yeah. Because not only is like, obviously it's for you to engage with your faith, but church is interacting with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with social anxiety, I was just, it terrified me to be in a space with so many people in one room and I have to have conversation with mm-hmm. people. So when I was like, I'm not going to be going to church. Like I was just anxious to go to church. And then a lot of things were happening in my life. I was graduating. Um, and then it was just a lot of things were going on with me mentally and physically that it's so crazy. And I was reading a tweet which day is like, it's so crazy where um, a lot of people, especially in faith, and not just in the Christian faith, I see a lot of people in, the, in their faith. When you're struggling, you would think that that's t- time you would lean more into your faith. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people actually do the opposite. Yeah, It makes you kind of stay away. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's how I felt in that, in that moment. I was like, um, there's a lot going on. Then COVID happened. And then oh, just, it, I don't know what was in the air, just one by one. All my friends were starting to denounce their faith. I was like, God, dropping like flies. <laughs> I was just like, it was also when you moved, like it was a transitionary period for you. That's when you um, graduated. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I graduated. Like, so many things just happened in 2019, and I feel like I was starting to redefine who I was as an adult because I was leaving school. I was starting like full, 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 life. full adult life for myself, yeah. um, and then all of the things that made me excited and which made me realize that the time in my faith where I felt like I was passionate and excited, um, sometimes I feel sad about it, but I think back and I was like, oh, was I really excited about my faith and God? Was I really excited about the community I found? Mm -hmm. Because I started to struggle when the community started to shake. Mm -hmm. When all the people were dropping like flies, I was like, good, no solid foundation here. (laughs) The building is going to (laughs) crumble. The building is going to crumble. Um, and so I would call that season my lost season. And I think like that's the season that I'm just even recently figuring my way out of now we are shoulders above water, it's no longer neck above water. Like we're really maybe we are standing in the mm-hmm. water now. Um but like I feel like I felt lost in that season a lot. Um and I, sometimes I still feel like I'm still in that season, but it was like I was starting my life and mm-hmm. I was f- struggling with how I fit how fate will fit into the life I wanted for myself. Um, and I had a lot of friends and family um, and people close to me who were hurt by the church and trying to figure out how to simultaneously um, make those things coexist in my head. Like, oh, I can still want my faith mm-hmm. and still acknowledge the hurt is done to the people I, to some of the people I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, it was a chaotic season. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is, like I said, this is oversimplifying yeah. things because a lot of things happen like in more detail yeah. that I'm not going to go into as mm-hmm. of this moment. But now I will say I'm in my rediscovery season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my rediscovery season because I have gone through that phase of where I felt like, oh my God, everything is crumbling. The house is crumbling. And I'm like, you know what? Faith, I'm still in a space where I think faith no, I think where I know, like, faith is still important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have 
kind of disconnected myself from the idea of what I have, um, the idea of faith I had from my parents. And I've dis- also disconnected myself from the idea of faith I had that was overly focused on the community I had in faith rather than the faith itself. Yeah. And now how to merge this new identity is what I'm figuring out. Mm-hmm. Um, and is the other season, maybe there'll be more seasons to come, who knows, but I think those are the four seasons, the fear and obligation, mm-hmm. um, the passionate, excited, the lost season, and rediscovery. Yeah. Oh my God, I just feel like I just rambled. Anyway, That's over to you. You didn't ramble. Um, like you say, we appreciate your thoughts. Mm. Um, for me, I would say two main stages that I experienced within my faith journey. I would say obliv- oblivion stage. And I was like about this year, like, what is oblivion? I was like, what's oblivion as in space? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I was just like really oblivious to mm-hmm. everything faith related. I was just very confused and just like, I don't know. Like, I had zero clue as to what was going on with faith, with God, with Jesus, any, anything. Like, as a kid, I was just like, I don't know. Let me, this Bible is huge. And I don't know if I'll ever read it all mm. in one day. Or not in one day, but like all in one year. Now people do all those yeah. plans. I was just like, it just seems like a lot. That oh my God, do you remember? We were doing a plan together one time where we were like, oh, we're going to complete the Bible one year. I don't mm. know if you remember, but I still have it on my new version. Oh, we were wow. sharing the plan. We are like, oh, read the Bible in one year. I don't even know where we got to. I did New year, New Testaments. Mm. I started Old Testament, but I stopped at like the first five mm. numbers. I think that's where I stopped. <laughs> I broke off. But... um. Yeah, but basically, I I was just very oblivious as a kid. I didn't know what was going on, like I've said. Um, and then with commitment, my second stage would be like I was committed, but in retrospect, I would also like to call it the pretentious stage. And I would say I don't disagree. Do you say you'd not disagree? Yeah. Also, you agree? Yeah, but I don't want to say I agree. Oh, say you agree. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what other way can I say that? So I don't disagree. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll talk offline, girl. <laughs> but in this stage, I think I was, this was also when I had gotten to Canada. So as mm-hmm. much as I was excited, I was passionate. I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I, I loved it. Oh. I think it, it did. I, I was not in the choir, guys. I was in the accounting department yeah. at church. That was, yeah, I was in the accounting department at church that I served at. And in this stage, I just think I was very devoted. I understood. I thought I understood faith. And I think I did understand faith at some point. I understood for myself. I was like, oh, so this is what the Jesus guy did. This is what he did. This is why people are really like, this is why people revere him. Mm. At first, I was just always so so confused. So when the when the story started to make sense in my head and when I started to believe it for myself, I was like, oh, I see why people are like really excited to share with other people mm. because this world does seem really, really like sad and heartbreaking. Like, look at what's going on with the war. Oh, not even war, but genocide, like things like that. So like, oh, it makes sense if in eternity for you to give your life to someone, um, to give you peace, to mm. give you joy, to give you everlasting life. I was like, mm. oh, okay, maybe this could not be the life that we've decided to live. Um, so I think it did make sense. But in retrospect, when I think about it, 
I was always just putting up a front um, with my friends and with like my communities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a part, a part of me was like fear of missing out and fear of like, I wouldn't even say I was pressured, but just fear of like missing out and the fact that the people around me were all in the same boat and mm. following the same thing. So I felt like if I swayed other way, it wouldn't make sense because mm. then I would lo- have to look for a new community yeah. or the community that I'm with would not take me as mm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also had like the influence of that, that fear of like God will punish me and like God will, he's not for me if I'm not for him. Mm. Like it literally says that in the Bible as well. Not worth a word though, not verbatim, but things like that. I was fear of, dis- I had fear of disappointment. There's a lot of overload of information because when I felt like, oh, I started finally getting the Bible. Someone came and I was like, oh, there are different things when it comes to theology. I was like, what? Theo, what was that? Mm. So like things like theology, deconstruction, I was like, all these things are just a lot for like an 18 year old to grasp right now. Yeah. And I was just really overwhelmed when it came to, like, the different, like, types of Christians in the Christian world. Not just, like, Pentecostal or Baptist or or all the things. Like, there are more concrete theological types of Christians. And it just, like, Calvinism. And it was just too much for me. And then my daily life would seem... Like, I'll be really connected with God. And I felt like because I'm such a routine person, I need to nail my routine. Like, if I'm off my routine, I feel like my whole week can be in shambles. Mm. Um, So if I'm, like, I'm praying to God every day, reading my Bible every day, journaling every day, and I miss a day, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. If I miss two days, hell shit. (laughs) If I miss three days, I basically missed a year. I'm not speaking to God again. Like, I just feel like, oh, my gosh, God hates me because I've not done X, Y, Z. So I felt a lot of pressure um, and I just didn't know how to show up fully as myself, um, in certain communities. But yeah, so I think I'll just always battle not being enough with God and like trying to understand how, like I could be enough in, in the faith, but the whole point of the faith was like, you're not enough anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's something that I still kind of struggle with. And then, yeah, like I think right now, we shall talk about that because right now I'm not sure where I'm at, but mm. I think we need a break. But what I said, oh. she said, I think we need a break. Um, but before we take our break, yeah. why I said I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cause as an outsider looking in, like you used to be very active in like a specific community. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, I remember looking at a lot of you and being like, Oh my God, like I want to, like almost like be like them, mm-hmm. like with how active they were. Like I remember when you even went to Australia, you would tell me about mm. like what you guys were doing there. And I was like, wow, yeah. they're really Christians, they're Christianing. Mm. And so when I say, when you say, oh, committed but pretentious, um, I don't know if your intention was to be pretentious in, in the sense mm-hmm. of like yeah. other people, but sometimes like listening to you talk about your faith, and I think it was something that's really, really important to you. It was mm-hmm. almost like, See all the work I'm putting in. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I said I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> disagree. But we'll take a break here. Yeah. Um, as always, please, 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 if you're enjoying the episode, might as well share it with other people. 
and check um, if you're a subscriber yes check like do you follow do you subscribe are you just mm-hmm. here to just listen for free even though it's still free either ways <laughs> <laughs> but with no actions please 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 i don't know i people want me to beg you and kneel down jaw please follow us on um spotify mm-hmm. and subscribe to our podcast piece in the podcast you see our beautiful faces on the green background don't forget to follow us on instagram too um at peas in a podcast dot tm yes whoa 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 <laughs> good job Yo, every time i you hear my voice and it sounds like i'm unsure it's because i'm unsure but please <laughs> the podcast dot tm follow us on instagram please don't forget to interact with everything that we post so that includes liking the post leaving a comment especially because we like to share your comments on the episode mm-hmm. um answer the polls on the story don't leave more you hanging Please. um follow us on twitter at peas in a pod underscore tm yes um to have conversations with us and if you like an episode please share it with your friends and family um if you're listening you can also share it on your instagram story so we can share with our community Mm -hmm. um and you can share your thoughts too don't forget to leave a review that's also very important Mm -hmm. we also say we know you love us but the algorithm doesn't so please that's very true (laughs) so please leave a review um on our podcast um rate the podcast just so that it shows apple and spotify that people we're actually listening and enjoying mm-hmm. the podcast, okay? Okay. All right. And so I think we'll just wrap up the conversation because we're already like 57 minutes. Yep. But um, like I said, if you want us to talk about faith a little bit more deeper, and please, 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 I'm saying it again. This is just one minute, um, not one minute, one hour conversation about faith that we've experienced in our entire 25 to 23 Mm -hmm. years um there's only so much that you can like push down into one episode yeah um there's so many other things um there's so many so many great experiences that experience in faith and so many not so good ones so this is just a quick overview if you want us to have deeper conversations about this you can always let us know but i think we'll just end the conversation about where we're at currently in our faith yeah I think where I'm at, I don't know. And I think that's a very, very valid answer. Yeah. Thank you for validating my answer. I think, I'm not sure um, if I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But when I think of my future, I would like to see it like be in my life, Mm. if that makes sense. You like to see it as a faith in your life? Yeah, I would mm. like to see like some sort of faith mm. in my life, whether it's in God, whether it's in. I think mostly just in God, actually. Mm. I don't think I w- I can fathom my faith being in anything else. Mm. Um, yeah, like I would like to see it's in God, um, but then you never know because there are some life experiences that you just yeah. can't shake. Like I've followed some. Christian influencers in the past who have like left the faith and just seeing them leave the faith is so mind boggling to me because those are sort of the people that I started that like influenced me to become more serious in my faith. So seeing them leave the faith, people who are like theologians, these are not like who I'm kicking. These are like, they've gone to school for it as well. Yeah. So things like that, just, I question things like that. Like, Oh, so can people really be in the faith? Like, Mm -hmm. At some point, I, I just think there's a sort of like delusion that you have to have 
to be in the faith. And it's not like a bad thing. It's just like, that's what faith is. Like, it's crazy to hope in something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And some it's crazy to, like, put your trust in something that hasn't happened yet. Because it's so interesting you mentioned that because I put a note on my phone here. I was like, literally the biblical definition of faith, if you look like mm-hmm. Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things that... It's mm-hmm. not seen. So yeah. I do understand why some people say it's like it's a certain level of delusion. I don't know if I would use the word delusion, but Maybe I do understand why people will say um, um, that because it's like complete trust mm-hmm. in yeah. something that you have confidence in the knowledge that you have now in order to, complete, to completely trust it. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of the things that you are literally going in faith. Exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I think... Yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now is that I'm not sure where I'm at. That's where mm. I'm at. <laughs> um, I think that's right. And I feel like and, a lot of people are there too. Exactly. And we'll see as we go. I think there are parts of me that definitely like tries to be involved with mm. faith in the littlest way that I can. But at the same time, I'm trying to have a faith for myself and not because of anyone else. Mm. I live a life that like, if I look back, I wouldn't regret. Or I know mm. that I made the decision because I wanted to. Yeah. And not because of anyone else. But what would you say? Um, I think in the last year, I have definitely been re-inspired to... In the last year, maybe 18 months, I've definitely been re-inspired to become more active in my faith. And so when I say rediscovery season, I think that's the place that I'm at now. I think I am still recovering from a lot of the things I experienced during my last season. I'm still redefining Mm -hmm. a lot of things in my head. I'm still building the confidence to experience some new things. But I definitely think that right now I am more active, and you can also attest to this, I'm more active in my faith. Mm -hmm. And I want to specify in my Christian faith, and also in the Christian religion that I've ever been in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying my best to build a new community, build a new perspective. Mm-hmm. And so will I say I'm perfect? No. Would I say I'm the model Christian? I don't know if I would say that either. And I don't think this episode, and I also want to clarify this, um, because sometimes it's very, very touching when you're talking about faith things, because then people start to look at you in a certain way. Um, yeah. Like sometimes my biggest worry with doing this episode was like, oh, now that I'm saying that I'm rediscovering my faith, if people see me in setting light, they'll be like, girl, is this not what you were saying? Please, mm-hmm. only Jesus can have expectations on me. All of you drop Her. your expectations. Same. But um, I am kind of rediscovering what it means to me mm-hmm. um, and how I would like to actively participate in where I don't feel like it is It's a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be in a space where I don't feel like it's a burden, where I don't feel like I'm forced to be doing what I'm doing, yeah. and where I feel like I genuinely am at peace with my beliefs and confident in my beliefs. So yeah. I'm still rediscovering what that looks like. Um, yeah. I'm trying to, like I said, detach my, myself from the faith of other people. Um, and that's so hard. Yeah, because... I'm very, very, like, I'm very, very in tune with community. I'm very, very influenced by my community. And I trust my community, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the community of people, the close friends and family I have, I trust them. And so when they say, this is not it for me t- anymore, I'm like, ah, maybe me, too, I should be thinking about it because I just trust mm-hmm. their opinions. And so trying to figure out that balance of, I have to have a mind of my own. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I have to be confident in my decisions and saying that, oh, although this person says you're not doing this, again, you had a reason why you started to do this and this person's decision should not necessarily influence yeah. yours. Um, with that being said, I want to clarify that I do believe, like, I'm, I, don't, I think I'm not confused on my belief in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm trying to rediscover is like how that looks like in my life, yeah, like how that pre- presents in my life. Yeah. Um, I also think I'm going to be, I'm in a very, very cautious season because I am still very skeptical of like certain experiences. Um, and so I think I am taking things at my own pace mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying not to scare myself away from being cautious and critically thinking and asking questions like, oh, we do this like this and they say Christians do this and like, why do we do like, I'm, I'm trying not to be scared mm-hmm. to push, mm-hmm. um, to question my experiences mm-hmm. and not all questioning needs to now end up with me saying, oh my God, I'm walking in the faith. But like, I don't want to feel like, I don't want to feel like in order for me to safely and peacefully exist in this faith, I have to kind of turn off my own mind my yeah um thoughts and thoughts yeah so i'm just it's rediscovery Mm -hmm. i want to have a faith of my own i want to i truly want to be active in um my faith Mm -hmm. i want to have a strong faith and i but the thing is that i'm just trying to learn how to do it on my pace yeah and on my own Mm. um so that what that looks like for me now is just one day at a time like, I'm not going to lie to you. Did I go to church last week? No, I didn't. <laughs> and the week before that? No, I didn't. I am I going tomorrow? Okay. Yes, I am. And so, like, it's one day at a time. I'm trying to make sure I'm doing things. Um, and I'm not saying the way I'm doing it is right. Yeah. But I'm just in a, sk- sk- in a state where I have the desire and I'm putting in the effort. And the effort looks different every month every week mm-hmm. um but at least it's there yeah i think yeah at least it's there right but i think i want to clarify as well that like even if we're talking from the christian faith perspective like faith can look differently to different people and this is a safe space for you to also share whatever that looks like to you or don't feel you know, left out that, like, we're only talking about the Christian faith. If anything, like, we invite you to look at it from um, your own perspective and, like, reflect on what that looks like for you right now as well, whatever you believe in. Um, And I think for me, like, even if I said that I don't know where I am, Mm -hmm. I think I'm more of, like, trying to own the faith for myself. Mm -hmm. Whether I choose to believe in Jesus, I want to own it for myself before then venturing out into community. Yeah. Because I just think I've done it backwards and I want to like try and do it the opposite way. Now when I'm when do I want to do that? I don't know. And how does it look? Because I think everyone has like a certain path. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in the path where I'm trying to take it at my own pace. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really want to talk about this anymore. But yeah, that's okay. Um, I really wonder why this is a touchy topic for people because I thought it would be more... Like, coming to this episode, I thought it would be more scary for me to 
to talk about because I'm like, I know a lot of people and I have a lot of friends who are very, 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 very strong in their faith. Like they mm-hmm. have no, and I have a lot of Christian friends um, specifically who are mm-hmm. very, very strong in their faith. And I also have a lot of friends that are agnostic um, or like have no faith at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have people from different spectrums and I just, I feel like the reason why I was terrified for this episode is that I hate being like perceived <laughs> Yeah, same. I hate perception. I hate being perceived. I'm like, can I just... I think... I don't mind being perceived. I just don't like being perceived in the faith aspect right now. Yeah, because... I just hate being perceived in general. Oh. Like, I, I don't want you to fact, have... I'll build it for you for you to... Like, aside from faith, I don't want you to have... Like, I don't want you to have an idea of who you think I am. Or I don't mm. want you to have expectations of me. Like, I just want you to experience me as you experience me. Yeah. And like move on. So I just hate perception. Um, I would like to encourage people though, if you are someone of faith, can you let us know like how you were introduced to your own faith and mm-hmm. what that looks like for you and where you're at now. If you're someone who went through a season of where you had no faith and now you're very, very religious, let us know how that transition mm-hmm. was like for you and what influenced that. Yeah. Um, if you're someone who um, was like, strong in the faith and left the faith let us know mm-hmm. like what that was like and like what faith you left mm-hmm. um if you have any resources please share with us um if you're a person who has um podcasts that you listen to that talk about faith and like people's journeys with faith mm-hmm. um please let us know um share with us we want to have a conversation mm-hmm. um faith is something that i know is very important to people and even not in just a even if it's not in a religious sense like there are some people who experience like faith and spirituality in different sense and so i think this is a, an aspect in people's daily life and which is why i didn't want us to like shy from talking about it in the first yeah. place um but please let us know what it looks like for you hopefully we're able to have more conversations about this in the future and who knows me and moyo might be in completely different places yeah. from where you thought you we were going to end up so please i say it again have no <laughs> perception um we just want you to kind of receive this content as it is yep um and we hope that it also encourages you to think about your own life and how you've transitioned um with religion religion and faith throughout your life and how you were introduced to things yeah. um and yeah that's the end of the episode okay so you can find us on spotify and apple Podcasts at peace in a podcast and on social media we are primarily on instagram so make sure to follow us at peace and podcast.tm we post um like every other day we're pretty um frequent when we post so make sure you're following us on social media and on twitter peas and podcast on uh, we're sorry peas in a pod underscore tm and make sure to share this episode if you really related with the episode if you think someone in your circle would relate to this episode please share it with someone um leave us a review um rate us on apple podcast on spotify and yeah we hope to hear from you or to speak to you in the next episode yeah okay um the next episode is gonna be exciting because we yep. have a special person coming yep um but we'll not say too much okay yeah bye-bye Love bye. and like. peace, peace out <laughs>